I'm scrolling through some Facebook. I'm gonna find a crappy site. <laughs> Welcome to Mage Talk. Mage Talk is brought to you by Sanasi, the creators of MageStack, the Magento operating system. Sanasi is the leader in high performance, secure, and scalable Magento hosting. Check them out online at sanasi.com slash magetalk. And by MageMail. MageMail brings your customers back with customer lifecycle email from Magento. Start your no-risk trial today at magemail.co. And by Dropship360 from Logic Broker. Magento merchants now have a solution for complete dropship automation. Check them out today at logicbroker.com. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Mage Talk, the Magento Community Podcast with Phil Jackson and Kaylin Jordan. I will be your host today, as always, <laughs> joined, <laughs> joined by Phil Jackson. How are you doing, Phil? Phil, is this the Phil Jackson who's the uh, like winningest uh, NBA coach of all time? Or different it, guy. Different guy. It's a different, different guy. It's a different, different, it's, different it's, it's the Phil Jackson <laughs> who goes by Philip, right? <laughs> we, oh, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Sorry. Is it that Phil Jackson? We we, we almost <laughs> we almost had the the Phil Jackson the <laughs> the uh, the NBA coach, but he had something last minute come up. He had a last minute thing come up. Also, turns out it turns out he doesn't even do Magento. Turns out it's, he doesn't even do Magento. <laughs> yeah, so it's just this is this whole thing. Uh, no, it sounds like like I'm such a jerk for even correcting you on my name. I never. It doesn't even no, matter. I, the funny thing is, I never understand. Like when people have common names that 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 have common like different versions of them, like your name or like <laughs> or like Josh Joshua. I never know like which version to use. But you know? I, I, yeah, well, I people usually have these very unique preferences. <laughs> this is true. Some people don't care. I I don't really care. Um, and cool. to be honest with you, until I was like nineteen, I went by Phil. Right. But, but I got this job. Uh, it was one of my first professional jobs ever. I was like 18, 19, something like that. And right. I was working in downtown Tampa. And uh, I was hired to design a, what I guess would be called a CRM system now, but you know, it was in access. So I was doing a lot of Microsoft access back then. Right. <laughs> uh those those were the days we were younger yeah. and stupider then um no but uh i was i was porting everything they they had this old legacy db2 system that they hated anyway i was uh porting right. it to access just cuz they liked the forms in access but anyway long story short i don't need to right. to tell you the whole thing but anyway they they're no, like tell me more about access it was like a bait and switch which i think is like <laughs> the worst thing ever um uh. it was they hired me to do that and i show up for my first day at work and they're like oh here's your desk and I'm like, oh, this happens to be literally a desk in in the lobby of the building. And they're like, well, yeah, you're, you know, we need you to answer the phone from time to time. And also, all- here's the coffee pot. And could you get here like an hour early and set, you know, set up the coffee for everybody? And and you know, from time to time, we might need you to, you know, maybe run the vacuum or something. And right. <laughs> so it turns out I got hired as a receptionist. And, um, <laughs> but That's also classy. I was part-time building a CRM system, right. uh, which, as you know, one, whatever, as one tends to do, as one tends to do in their first job. <laughs> uh, and I remember it was hilarious. So I, 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 uh, it actually, I was making pretty good money. I was excited about the job. So I kept the job and I started doing the phone thing where I'm answering the phones and I answered the phone and I said, you know, thank you for calling, you know, I, I Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter what the company was. Thank you for calling. Uh, this is Phil. How can I help you? And people, I don't know if it was the phone system was bad or I just have the world's worst enunciation, but people, people are always like, what's your name? <laughs> I said, Phil. And they're like, so? And I, what part of Phil sounds like so? What are you talking about? And it wasn't one person. It was like everybody. That's so funny. I was, I had this like come to Jesus moment. Like, do I have a lisp that I don't know about <laughs> and nobody's bothered to tell me my whole life. So that anyway, I eventually started referring to myself as Philip because that's understandable on, uh, on an on, ISDN on phone line. Right. Um, anyway, no. long story short, uh, or a long story, even longer. Um, <laughs> that's how I came to prefer Philip. And you know, I never correct people. I only do it on the podcast in front of, you know, thousands of listeners. And cool, yeah, that's that's that makes sense. 
Exactly. No, the, I think that people like when people do have those nickname situations, there's always like a very specific reason. Like this other person that I asked because they use like the longer version of their name yeah. sometimes and, and the shorter version other times. And they said it's because when you Google their name, the full version of their name, there's some other goofball that comes up. And so they, whenever they do anything in writing, they want their full name to come up because they want to take over, uh, you know, the Google results for it. Yeah. But, that's, but that, in that person, they're sense. like, yeah, in person, they're like, Oh, no problem. Just call me whatever. You know? No, that's pretty awesome. Um, that's really smart. Uh, I did it, uh, because I don't want to be called. So, and I also, uh, my dad was named Phil. So, you know, it was a good example. It was like, I'm going to set, set myself apart from my father. Right. I'm, I'm right. Philip now. Everyone has to call me Philip. Right, That's really right, dumb. Right. Anyway, whatever. Uh, welcome to Mage Talk. Uh, <laughs> 20 <laughs> minutes talk, later. Where we talk about names. Well, and <laughs> every once in a while, we throw in a little bit of Magento content just to keep things fresh. Uh, speaking of Magento content and bait and switch jobs, uh, something that came up on the Twitters recently is uh, there seems to be a big move uh, in a couple big Magento agencies uh, to other platforms. Um, and, oh uh, yeah. So somebody mentioned this on Twitter, Joshua Warren, yeah. I think. No, it was Joe, Joe constant. Okay. Joe constant. So, so yeah, which by the way, we, we, uh, you know, what we got to start doing. Um, I don't know if you listen to like some of the NPR podcasts, but what they do at the very end of the podcast is they give credits to like the people that make the music, oh, people yeah. that, that, yeah, that tran- transcribe. We should totally start doing that. But it's so, because Joe transcribes our, our, um, show notes yeah, he writes and, the show notes for us yeah 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 and i checked uh, i actually checked a couple out the other day they're getting really long and he's 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 really it's super helpful he's putting he's but, putting in uh, so much effort he puts way more effort into the show notes than we do this he show. puts he puts in 110 percent. but uh i told him we got to have him on the show one of these days coming up soon yeah absolutely um but anyway so we so we had lunch the other day because um He's actually from oxnard ventura area and he was but he moved out uh, out east further east and but he was in town to see his family or whatever. And so he described this whole situation to me about this partner that shall not be named that that, you know, says they do Magento work. And even when they're hiring uh, people, they say, you know, oh, yeah, we want to hire as a Magento developer. But then once you come on board, oh, by the way, how about we check out this other platform? I think it was was it Hybris was the was yeah, the other Hybris, platform. Right. Yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, that's that's that was the that was the deal. Yeah, that's that's so bull. Um, yeah, so that's like the bait and switch. So uh, that's like the receptionist job uh, from <laughs> that, right. that happened to me. No, you know, what? it's like uh, I understand, like if you're hiring someone to be an e-commerce developer, like that's something you should think about is are we are we platform neutral? Are we hiring a developer who can only specialize in one thing? You know, I I think there's a lot of merit to specializing in in a platform. And I obviously you and I have done that to some degree. But, right. you know, but once you it's kind of like when you know one programming language, like you'll look at another programming language and say, oh, how did we do this over here? Yeah. You know, what are the analogs between the two? And I kind of get the same. I don't know. It should never be done in a sneaky way. But, you know, I don't know that I'd be totally against, you know, looking at other platforms or other you know, programming languages and things as, as part of my job, yeah. as long as, you know, I'm being hired and considered, you know, for what I do now and who I am. Right. But yeah, yeah it's still kind of sneaky. I don't like that. A little sneaky, a little sneakish. Cause you know, yeah. it, like at the end of the day, it's because it, it, it benefits the company more than anything, right? Like they don't do that because there's no upside to it for them, obviously. Right. Like there has to be an upside. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, like, Maybe they're getting bigger commissions or whatever. <laughs> Maybe let's let's uh, let's table that. Anyway. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, oh, something else funny that's that's happened um, that uh, kind of came up yesterday on Twitter. Um, there are a couple extensions that have been uh, found uh, out in the Magento ecosystem that are uh, putting in PayPal affiliate. Um, uh, API transaction uh, information right. so that when it transmits PayPal um, uh, requests uh, f- over to the PayPal side of things, whether it's uh, on the PayPal gateway or PayPal Express, right. um, 
the someone they're, they're basically sneaking in an affiliate code which gets <sighs> them paid um, hilarious so which is really like genius right like <laughs> can, can you can you imagine like the moment where the guy thinks of that and he's like Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, he's like, it's like the, uh, the, from Tommy boy. He's like, Oh my God. Um, the guy's he's like, like, we're going to be filthy rich. Mm-hmm. He's got like an uncle Scrooge money bin full of money. Right. Now. Well, right. apparently Magento, uh, became aware of a couple of these and I thought I'd kind of point them out a little bit. Um, uh, the one that I found out in the wild is by mage store. And, um, it's a mage Ooh. store shop by brand. Um, so you may want to be careful about that one. Um, and then there is another one uh, from Mage Mojo. And it's a free Pinterest module to give like, really? Pinterest sharing. Yeah. They're um, a hosting company, right? Mage Mojo. Can you even oh, no. say that five times fast? Mage Mojo. Mage Mojo. Mage Mojo. No, I can't. No. What am I thinking of? I'm think- I think I'm yeah. thinking of. No, no, no. They're hosting. Oh, wow. Mm. That's crazy. I didn't. I thought they were relatively reputable. Uh, I mean, I don't know. This one particular module of theirs seems to have a problem with it. So. Would you would you call this black hat or gray hat? It's gray hat. It's gray, right? Because there, it's theoretically it's a victimless crime. Yeah, if, I mean, if, there's uh, there's no victim here, right? Unless in, unless in the case else should be getting unless the, the case of of when I found it, <laughs> it was overriding <laughs> the affiliate commission of somebody who's actually supposed to be getting one. Um, right, right. Yeah. And that, that affiliate, by the way, is always supposed to be the person like you have to apply for that and you should always be upfront about it. And, you know, I don't know <laughs> if you're going to install that on somebody's store, you better be darn like sure that they know what's happening. Like yeah. the owner of that store needs to know that that's happening. Yeah. But it doesn't hurt them. Right. They're not losing money. Anyway. For example, with with MageMail, you know, we we have very clearly indicated on page thirteen of the privacy policy that that we do this. So it's not like we're just 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 sneaking it in there. Or something, Are you being you know? serious? I'm laughing nervously, hoping that you're joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. Wow. Anyway, so those are those are two. <laughs> really I'm just going to move right on because that scared me. Um, those are two things to watch out for. Keep those on your radar and. Like never ex- install an extension that not from somebody that you, you know, don't trust with, you know, owning pretty much any data that runs in your store. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. This is. Oh, yeah. True. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's really funny. I'd, I'd seen Mage Mojo before and uh, I, I just recently somebody mentioned to me that they were using them. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. <clears throat> um. And now, uh, now it's time for a little segment, a new thing that we like to call the e-commerce hall of shame. <laughs> we need that, like, uh, what's that? The the dramatic chipmunk or whatever. It's like, bum, bum, you know, what I'm talking right, about? right, right, right. Oh, right. Yeah, or or maybe like a like maybe like a scary like 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 a Frankenstein type sound, something like that. Could you could you? Try to reproduce what you think a scary Frankenstein like, sounds sounds like for me. It's, it's gonna be hard. Like, please. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Done. That's that's the sound we'll use from now on. So this week's e-commerce hall of shame is not quite as egregious as it might appear to be, or as as uh, at least the last. Are week's you gonna one send was. me a link to this? I oh, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I like spelling it to you because it's funny. Okay, um, spell it. So I want you to go to this site, Mott, M-O-T-T, and A-N-D, B-O-W, Mott and Bow, dot com. B-O-W. B-O-W. Mott, Mott and Bow. Mott and Bow dot com. <laughs> this looks great, actually. This looks really no, no, nice. No, no, no. I mean, it looks nice, right? What are you talking about? Looks good on the face of it. Looks fantastic. Oh, uh, what happens? Right, right off the bat, what happens? Pop up? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but guess what you can't do? You can't close it? You can't close that sucker. Oh, I just closed it. How'd you close it? (laughs) I clicked on, like, the no button. Oh, seriously? Oh, shut up. (laughs) Okay. All right, so first things first. uh, That is horrible UX. 
Why don't you yeah. just let me close the button? What's the deal with this this company? Yeah, when I think I think that when it, you know whenever you do a modal, you gotta you gotta first you gotta have the X in the top right, but then also you gotta let them if they click anywhere off the yeah. modal. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. let me escape it. too. Like let me hit escape. Right. This is the this is what's ridiculous about this is because this is what I hate in in marketing, and I maybe I'm just not the target audience, but the thing that makes me really angry, first of all, this site is a Magento site. So good on you. At least you have something going for you there. I don't like anything that's quippy. Like, do you want to see great fitting premium jeans at a bold price? (laughs) And you know, the, the option is no, I like to overpay. Yeah. That's the one I'm supposed to click apparently to get (laughs) rid of this pop-up. Right. (laughs) But if I click yes, I have to give you my email address. Oh, then there's this little tiny text that's jo- like it's JPEG to death that says, no, thanks. I prefer to overpay. OK, <laughs> if I click, I prefer to overpay, then I can see your I can see your jeans. OK, now here's OK. So I wanted to bring this up for a couple reasons. They have. Six SKUs, as far as I can tell, they've got right. six SKUs, and. And this was uh, something, this led right into something that I kind of put out on Twitter the other day. Um, well, first of all, $108 jeans, I don't know that I'd consider that underpaying for jeans. <laughs> um, because I think there's, what does a $108 pair of jeans have that a $75 pair of jeans doesn't have? Or a $20 pair of jeans. Well, for I mean, 20, 20, you know, 20 is a little bit on the low end side, but that's okay. That might be your preference. Nothing wrong with that. But 108, I don't know that I would have had a button that says, yes, I like to save on jeans for over a $100 pair of jeans. But anyway, um, they're doing a lot of things right. Like their call to action is pretty good. It says yep. literally add this to my cart. Like it's big and it's red. They got that going on for them. But there's just so many little things that are really annoying about this. Like, um, they've only got six SKUs and you know, their, their product pages are just very, I don't know, like their whole site kind of seems geared at you choosing one of three variations. And so this got me thinking, and this is what I kind of added. I, I guess it's unfair to call them the hall of shame, but you know, we, we thrive on hyperbole at mage talk central. Um, so my, my question that I put out to everybody is at what point would you recommend that a website not use Magento? Like under what conditions would you say we should never use Magento? And I know that you, you have your own thoughts about this. Uh, so I asked the community, I'd like to hear what you think. Should this site be a Magento site? Six SKUs. Oh, you know, I mean, you've um, got some, we've got some, we've got some sizing, right? But I, yeah. you know, there's only, really there's only six there's two colors of three styles. That's well, what you got. Yeah, I mean, so there's not that much complexity in terms of the catalog, but like with uh, even with clean, you know, we had a pretty small catalog, uh, very very small catalog actually. But we, um, uh, they they initially were on Shopify and moved off of it because you know it just wasn't flexible enough, and um, you know, so we have a lot of integrations on the back end and other stuff that that don't necessarily have to do directly with a large catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are things you can't always see, like the way they're handling, you know, taxes and the way they're handling fulfillment and everything else. Um, so it's hard to say without knowing a little bit more about the business, but like, you know, my general answer to that was like, if, uh, if you're not a serious business, you're just testing out an idea. You don't really know if it's going to go anywhere. Then I think it would definitely make sense to use something that wouldn't take much time to set up, uh, just to kind of test the idea out. You know, if you're, but you're going to have to theme it one way or another, right? Like for all of these type of companies, you know, branding is super important, right? Like uh, <clears throat> you can't just yeah. roll with an out of the box theme. Could well, you? Uh, well, see that I'm talking about like for these guys, no, these guys have a nice brand, but like, uh, like if you're just testing an idea out and you're just like, like Joe, you know, doing something on the side that okay. uh uh that was supposed to be like a last name like joe is your first name. <laughs> so if, if you oh yeah just, uh joe l doing something on the side <laughs> right. yeah. so oh, like, i know him i know him if, really well if you have a if you're to the stage where you actually have a brand and and you know you're gonna do a, a nice design then i would say you're 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 probably in the you know semi-serious business category right 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 
So, so in those cases, you know, you're going to pay a little more upfront cost with Magento with getting things set up, but, um, you're going to, uh, you know, you know that your business is going to need to scale over time. So you might as well just get it, get it out of the way in the beginning. Uh, how much um, do you see yourself spending on a Shopify shop to get up and running in the same amount of time as Magento or is it nowhere even close? Like, um, like, is it, is it a matter of I can spend three grand and be up and running on Shopify with a co- totally custom theme or I spend, you know, a hundred and three grand and like, I, 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 I'm, it's hard for me to wrap my head around because, you know, I haven't done any other e-commerce in the last six years other than Magento. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I, I can't yeah. remember anymore. I, I've lost the memory. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, I mean, I don't know, but I'm sure that the design costs are going to be the same, you know, for, if you're doing a custom you design and sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, the actual design design work, um, the theming may be a little simpler. I'd imagine, um, without knowing for sure. Okay. Um, but, but you know, also like, you don't like, you think that, Oh, with Shopify or the SaaS solution, you know, you're never going to run into extension conflicts or something like that. Right. But they still have conflicts, especially on the front end, because, you know, extensions are creating markup on the front end and doing stuff with JavaScript. So you can still run into conflicts um, between extensions. And so you, you might have that to deal with. But yeah, I. Um, so let's turn to the community because the community responded back to us uh, in a big way yesterday. Um, and they're kind of echoing some of the things that you just mentioned. Uh, which are, uh, namely, uh, essentially, I'm buying time now because I'm trying to find them. <laughs> what they even <laughs> said. Speak uh, amongst yourselves. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you a topic. Uh, I um, I really like this. I really like this site. All <laughs> well, shame's a misnomer, I guess. I I would not have necessarily picked this. For I do not shame. like gated email things, and I do oh, not I like. I do not like the type of you know, advertising or the thing, like, it's not clear to me what I need to do. Like I have to click no so that I can get past your modal and it repops at certain times. I don't know if it's just on window resize or it's like it pops up again elsewhere in the process. Yeah. I That's gotta. annoying. I, it is certainly a viable business model right now, but I, you know, uh, at least they're doing Magento. Some of the things I also noticed is like, you know, they have this custom sign up, which is fine, but if you if you go to if you hit their 404 page, they have the default Magento Whoops Our Bad page, which I think is a lost opportunity to have an epic 404 page. Right. If you want an epic 404 page, go to um www.somethingdigital.com slash four oh four and there's a there's a picture of the owner. Dressed up like uh, like uh, Sunny Bunny. <laughs> now I see it <laughs> with chest hair and all. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, Oopsie Daisy. Yeah, you, you're really missing an opportunity there. Yeah, uh, to, for anyway, sure. Whatever. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's kind of cool. They have a lot good going on on, on that side. I guess it's responsive and it's, it's pretty clean looking design. Good branding. Uh, but gosh, people like take away the, the email modal pop-up thing, or at least make it so easy to get rid of. It's not, you know, you don't have to think about it. Yeah, absolutely. And that I, just I, turns I, me off. Also, you know, yeah. to say that your product is cheap or to say that you're overpaying for, you know, something, and then you have a $110, you know, average order value item. No, that's also pretty good. That's also that's, pretty that's goofy. goofy. Like yeah. I, like you, you could have dropped the rhetoric. I could have said, Oh, they're a hundred dollar jeans and then moved on with my life. Instead, you made me angry. Yeah. And yeah. and it took a long time to figure out how much those jeans were, by the way. Like I had to click six times. Right. That's did you, no so, good. so did you initially run into this site as an actual consumer? Like yeah. You, yeah. you saw it on Facebook and yep. you were I was actually on Facebook and I was interested like, in it. You Whoa, those just, are like, those are really cool looking jeans. Like I was okay. like, Oh, those are nice looking, you know? Nice. Nice. Because yeah, I think that like I know, I think that when people are in like a critic mode, mm-hmm. they're in a completely different state of mind when Agreed. they're in an actual. So that that's that's interesting that you were actually. I was assuming you you were just like critiquing it for the sake of no. I'm not. I'm not. You I'm were not just out looking. 
yeah, let's go. I was actually like, oh my gosh, I love those jeans. I need right. jeans right now. And then the pop-up just like And then the totally. pop-up kind of jarred me. I couldn't get rid of it. I had to give my email. I didn't know I had to click no. Oh, like that's really dumb, okay. right? right. I give him my email and then I'm on a MailChimp list and then I get like a double opt-in. And then now I'm like confirming my email address for this company that I haven't even seen how much their products are yet. Just let me shop. Right. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like how hard is that? Right. <laughs> Crazy. So then like, you know, I look around, I see $110 jeans and I'm like, uh, no thanks. So I go to unsubscribe and then it's like, why did you unsubscribe? And then <laughs> You're like, just leave me alone already just with like, your questions. <laughs> you could have just said, do you like paying a hundred dollars for jeans? And I just said, then I would have known to click no. <laughs> Whatever. Right, right. I, I, no, and, and people yeah. need I think people need to get rid of that trend where they make the they make the no option really like patronizing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just like super annoying. <laughs> no, I'm fat and ugly and I like <laughs> stupid stuff. Right, right. That's that's what the no button should say. Right. There's our show title. <laughs> oh my word. Fat and ugly and I like stupid stuff. <laughs> dot, dot com. <clears throat> Anyway, cool. uh, Mage Mail update. Give us a Mage Mail update. Where are you Mage at Mail with Mage update. Mail? Two well, minutes. Two minutes on the two clock. Two minutes Three on minutes. the clock. All right, go. I'll go quick. So uh, we started shipping some Mage socks. Um, yes, and they're not out the door yet, but we have them packed and stuff like that. So that's exciting. Um, <clears throat> I wrote a couple of blog posts recently. Uh, one of them. Um, to kind of addressing the person that says, Hey, I don't really have enough time to set this up right now. You know, I think people kind of assume that setting up their email program is going to take a lot of time, which in other cases it does. So I wrote a little post kind of addressing that and, and talking about how it's, it's kind of simple, quick and easy. Um, and then another post, um, where sometimes I get asked like, Hey, why should I buy a monthly, uh, uh why should I pay a monthly fee when I can go and get a one-time purchase extension? So I actually had right. a customer that had switched over from another one-time purchase and I had some stats and was able to compare them and it came out to basically a 2x difference in revenue. Um, wow. And so over like over a period of about two years for a merchant that's in, let's say 500,000 to a million dollar range in an over a period of two years, it's like a $40,000 lost uh, opportunity cost. Wow. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was, that was, so what I, you're I telling me is if I numbers. sign up for mage mail, Every year you give me 40 grand. <laughs> right. So if you, if you are stupid, fat, ugly, and, <laughs> and, and, and you like and, stupid stuff and you want to lose $40,000, then don't sign up for, for major. Ooh, I like that sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was cool. A couple of blog posts there. Um, and, uh, there's a, uh, uh, newsletter sign up trigger. So a lot of people don't use the Magento newsletter, but if you do, um, you can set up a trigger if you want to, you know, send somebody a coupon or something like that, or right. a newsletter welcome series. Um, and then just today, I did a uh, new onboarding flow. Um, oh, I saw so, that really yeah. neat gift that you created. Yeah, yeah. So it's just one of those deals where, like, you know, when you first sign in, it'll just give you like one thing to enter at a time, and you know, as you click through, you'll progress through. So I'm hoping that'll kind of make onboarding a little, little bit smoother. And nice. uh, I like it. Yeah. And then um, I added a, uh, a Dutch uh, polite language pack. So apparently there's certain words that there's like a regular version of the word and there's like a polite version of the word, kind of like Spanish. Hmm. So I had one customer that wanted to use the polite version and, and other customers that use the regular version. So there's a there's a polite Dutch pack. It made me think that we need a we need a pirate language pack. Oh, I wonder, I'm I wonder all over if, this. Uh, I wonder if I if I knew somebody that could help me with that. I I don't, if, <laughs> I don't know if you know anybody that has experience. I really need somebody that has experience <laughs> creating pirate language packs. I don't want to work with some, you know, some Joe that, you know, says they can create a pirate language pack. Is that his last never... name, Joe? <laughs> I can create a pirate package for you. But they but they never have actually done it. They don't have the real world well, experience. Well, then you come to the right place because <laughs> I have the only Magento-based pirate language translation package out well, there. Well, ah, so I could right. I could easily port that, my friend. I will have you know. Sounds like I've come to the right place. It sounds like you have. <laughs> Is that your Mage Mail update? That's my Mage Mail update. Good for you, man. 
Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break and uh, let you know about a couple sponsors and some of the awesome things that they do. And when we come back... When we come back, we're going to discuss a new deal that eBay has made with another company, which you may not know about. Mage Talk is brought to you in part by Sinassi Hosting. Sinassi is the creator of MageStack. They are a PCI DSS compliant leader in high performance, secure, and scalable Magento hosting. They run Magento Platform as a Service Stack for small, medium, and enterprise businesses, and they start at about 180 pounds a month. You can find out more about them today at sinassihosting.com slash magetalk. And by MageMail. MageMail is the world's only SaaS-based triggered email app for Magento. You can be up and running in minutes, and there's a no-risk trial. Bring your customers back to your website with MageMail. Check them out today at magemail.co. And by Dropship360 from Logic Broker. Dropship360 allows Magento merchants to have a solution for complete dropship automation. Dropship360 allows merchants to easily add and rank vendors, view vendor inventory, configure order sourcing, and much more. Logic Broker is a Magento Gold technology partner. You should check them out today at logicbroker.com. Let me ask you this. I know we're not supposed to like Amazon, uh, or at least I've been told by the people at eBay that we're not allowed to like Amazon. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, do you have Amazon Prime? Are we Are we on right now? Yeah, we're not? on. Oh. <laughs> do you like Amazon Prime? <laughs> because if we were on, I would give you a different answer <laughs> than if we're... Um, actually, we tried it, and uh, we, didn't, we didn't use it enough, so we disabled it. Really? Yeah, I've actually just yesterday told my wife that uh, we should try it again. Um, but yeah, we just didn't get enough. I, I bought something the other day, which would be here by now, but instead it's going to be here in like seven weeks. Um, <laughs> I actually got a, a toy helicopter for, for Olivia <laughs> oh, okay. nice. to play with. So, um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's, I, t- I was telling well, Angelica, we should try it out. So, so I've had Amazon prime for like four years right. and, and I don't know. I, I never thought I would ever have to make a budget for Amazon, but we were doing the budget like not too long ago. And over Christmas we spent, I think it was like $700 at Amazon, right? Um, which was all of our Christmas shopping for the most part, but still like that's an, an extraordinary amount of money. And I just thought to myself, like how easy is it to shop? This happened the other day. And this is the whole reason that we even started talking about it was, you know, we got to the front door, we got back from like a little vacation that we took and we got to the front door and there's three Amazon boxes there. Right. And I was like, let's play a little game. What's in these boxes? And neither of us could remember what in the world we ordered. And we had no idea what were in the Amazon box. (laughs) That's hilarious. And we opened the boxes. We're like, oh yeah, now I remember ordering that. But like the e-commerce like experience with Amazon, not just online, but their app especially is so frictionless. That right. you you literally forget about it. Like you right. don't even remember doing it. Right. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, it's certainly convenient, but I, I just thought that's that's an interesting That's funny. Interesting thing. That's really funny. And I think like as you know, speaking of frictionless e commerce, <laughs> uh eBay made a, a deal uh this past <laughs> week uh with a company that I didn't even know still existed. Um, so when I was a little kid, we used to go to a, a store. It's kind of like a supermarket. Um, uh, in, it was in Florida. It was kind of like a supermarket, but it was, uh, it also had like a little diner, like a breakfast counter, but we used to go there when I was a kid. It was called right. Woolworths. Right. And, um, apparently it's, uh, you know, they all closed down in the United States or, or at least they did in Florida long, long, long time ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're a company, they're a supermarket basically based in Australia. Um, and it looks like eBay just closed a really big deal with Woolworths to bring 
um, uh, like Brick, offline bricks and clicks. What is it? Bricks and clicks. Is that what they call that? Well, I think they call it. <laughs> no, no, I think they call it click and collect. Click, click and, and collect. collect. So, so you buy so online you buy. and you pick up in store. Right, 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 right. Um. Anyway, all I know is, uh, you know, eBay has eBay got a like a little two or three percent bump in in uh, in their stock, which ah, I've been watching. They got nice. a little bump in their stock for it. But I also I find it really interesting because, you know, that's a pretty big uh, chain uh, overseas or a pretty recognizable brand anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, this isn't the first company to ever have buy online pickup in store it might be the only or one of the first companies that you know are publicly making such a big deal of of going to an outside vendor for it um right but i I use do you ever use buy online pickup in store not really if you had to use it with a particular company a store that you go to or a big box store that you go to what store would that be probably like walmart like walmart yeah doesn't walmart already do that you know, I want to say they do. Like, if I were to buy like a bike or something, right? Um, I actually just went and, and bought it in store. But uh, you know, they 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 usually have weird inventory issues because, like, you know, you go to the website and you you buy it, but then uh, they might not like the pickup is you know like maybe some things you can pick up in store and some things you can't. Like, it's never. It's never felt like totally seamless. Yeah, you know, the whole right. the whole flow. I I've I've done a lot of buy online pickup in store with Best Buy. Okay. Um, and it's mostly because well, why do I do it that way? I don't know why I do it that way. I think it's because I'm lazy. Um <laughs> because I can uh, attest to this. Yeah, I, you know I'm lazy. You know how know. lazy I am. I know all about it. Uh, but you know, usually the lines at the Best Buy that I go to are pretty long and they only ever have one cashier on. It's just annoying. Um, so I usually do buy online pickup in store. I pick up at the, at the desk. Um, that's always been really, that's always been really good. But I wondered like to myself, is this really prevalent? I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how exciting this is. It's one of those things that becomes it, it, it really it has to hit a certain critical mass before it come becomes exciting. Like it, like, for example, the thing I bought yesterday, if I um, could have just decided to pick it up at some location, whether that's an Amazon uh, pickup location, like a or locker or something like that, a locker or, or even if they had a partnership with, you know, certain other places, stores if it was like, um, there's a word I'm looking for, but if it was prevalent enough that I could do it easily, then it would be huge because I would totally get in my car, drive five minutes, 10 minutes. Um, there's probably some maximum amount of driving time that you'd have to get under to make it really useful. I would have totally done that. Just popped in the car today, picked it up. It'd be awesome. But, but if you don't like, if it's just, you know, one, one store that has some deal and, you know, who knows where the closest Woolworths is to me, it's probably several thousand miles away in Australia. (laughs) Uh, then, then it's like, okay, whatever. Like it, it doesn't matter at all. Right. You know, it's like one of those things that it either doesn't matter at all, or it matters a whole lot depending on exactly how convenient it it can be. Right. Well, I, so the other part of this deal with eBay and Woolworths is essentially it doesn't always have to be pick up at the counter, which I think is only marginally more convenient, right? That's the thing that I do at Best Buy, for instance, like I'll buy something and then I go into Best Buy and I go pick it up from the counter. And that's usually because like, I want the experience of buying online where I'm not being, you know, I'm not having to like track somebody down to help me, you know, pick something out or whatever. I know what I want, but I still want the convenience of getting it like now. Right. So the other part of this deal is that some stores are going to have lockers and I guess they'll pick the item and put it into the locker and then you can just go into the store, you know, I guess use your credit card. I'm making assumptions now, but you know, somehow you, you get it out of the locker. Um, and then you're just on your merry way. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's super convenient. Because I know that Amazon has lockers like that around New York City. Right. Um, and that sounds really cool, especially if the locker is available 24 hours. Like, what if it's not in the store, but maybe it's outside the store? Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. I would do that. I would totally do that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You get some auto-generated code or whatever. Yeah. Some yeah. That, that, that's the kind of thing that like, you know, if you were, <laughs> if you were to say, where's e-commerce going to be 20 years from now, like one way or another, whether it's through like super rapid shipping or through some locker situation, 20 years from now, you're going to be able to buy something and pick it up or get it like ridiculously fast, like within an hour. Uh, through some some combination of methods, you drones. Know? So, yeah, drones. You know, super ultra fast hoverboards or uh, <laughs> you know lockers that are that are like distributed the all over the place. The hyperloop, um, but yeah, for sure, it, it, you're gonna get there. Space eventually. elevators. <laughs> what is a space? Elevator? You've never heard of a space <laughs> elevator? I have not heard of a space. You've, elevator. Oh my goodness! Really? Are you serious? <laughs> I'm 100% serious. Okay, so there's this concept of a space elevator. Obviously, like, uh, uh, we all understand that it's difficult to get things into outer space, right? Like, really? because Yeah, it's very difficult, apparently. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> and dangerous. It is both. It is both difficult and dangerous uh, to get things in outer there's space. There's that whole atmosphere thing. and Well, there's that whole thing. Um, I also think it has something to do with uh, uh, the more mass you're trying to lift. Um, and to, uh, for the escape velocity that's required to actually exit the atmosphere. Well, I when guess we're, we're always in low or earth orbit, so it's not like we're going, you know, to the moon, but you know, it's, it's sufficiently difficult. Well, we do this all the time, right? Like when, we, sh- when, we shoot stuff out into space all the time. Right. Right. So when, so, you, when you said it, when you said it has to do with the more mass, I thought you were going to say it has to do with the Mormons. <laughs> wow. Uh, it, no, but to like, all of our Mormon listeners, uh, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I don't know. So so apparently the idea is, and it's not a new idea. This, I mean, this could be a very old idea for all I know, is they create, uh, uh, you know, weather balloon type things that, you know, are suspended in the air right? Um, or even in, in the atmosphere. Um, and you can actually have like like cables that will descend to Earth and you can basically use uh, the power of ascending the cable instead of actually, you know. Uh, uh, propelling yourself through, you know, burning fossil fuels. Right. Um, so space elevator is actually a pretty interesting concept. And I think that that's where e-commerce will be in 2025. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not true at all. Um, did, did um, uh, you know what terraforming is? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I went and I, oh, I think oh, yeah, was, that's the future of e-commerce. Is and right. That's the form. Yeah. That's the future of e-commerce. I, <laughs> I listened to this episode on it where is this uh, how stuff works podcast episode yeah. on it. It's apparently it takes like ridiculous amounts of time. I mean, it would take like 20,000 years to, or, or I don't know, it might even be 200,000, some crazy number of years to, to terraform like Mars. Uh, so that's not going to happen in 20 years. Dude, but, sure. but biodome, bro. Like but if we had a if we had bro. a biodome. Yeah. That would mean, be a, did yeah, you that, ever Google um space elevator diagram? Did you ever look at that? Like, you need say, to look at when you I'm, say, going, I'm going when back you to the space ever, elevator. When you say ever, do you mean in the last in the last five minutes? Five, no. I actually I Googled space elevator, just not space elevator diagram. Yeah, go to Google to, images and type in space elevator diagram. I had to find out whether you were trolling me or not. No, it's a here, it's a real uh, thing. Well, I know that now because I saw it on, on Wikipedia. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything on Wikipedia is totally true. Very true. Uh yeah, no, I see the diagram. It's yeah, crazy. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> it solves a lot of problems the space elevator <laughs> um uh, all right anyway okay uh, goodness goodness gracious <laughs> where do we even this go from our, here <laughs> this is our most off topicist uh no 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 episode. we this is pretty on par for what we usually yeah. do yeah we usually, we usually go off the range i think we talked bit. a lot about e-commerce so we deserve it we do. We've Wait, earned this. Let's talk about carbon nanotubes now. We've earned this. Let's talk about carbon nanotubes. <laughs> Not even. Amazing. Uh, so let's do a little right lightning round. Um, oh, my goodness. I little hate this lightning, r- lightning round action. Do you like the lightning rounds? I think you <laughs> Absolutely. do. Absolutely. I hate them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate them so bad. 
Why? What's wrong with them? Because <laughs> I don't know. I never have any good answers. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true. I don't know anything about Magento anymore. Okay. That's kind of true. That's a little bit true. <laughs> that's a little bit true. <laughs> that's a little bit true. That's that's almost true. <laughs> oh, I'll um I'll mention something while you cue that up, um, which was um we had been uh meaning to mention um Launchpad. I think we talked about briefly Launchpad, which was the uh, Creativity's uh, platform as a service um, that uh, Josh Warren had posted about recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so they they launched a referral program, which is kind of neat. So it's a, it's like a five hundred dollar referral for uh, you know for customers. And um, I think we mentioned, but w- what I thought was interesting about their take on things was that with the, their platform as a service. It's really not a platform as a service. It's it's um, the customer the customer owns the code and everything themselves entirely. So it's not that it's not a SaaS solution that you know Creativity is in front of. And so that so Josh is real big on that aspect of right. it. That the right, customer right. can own they own their code. They can go wherever they want with it. But at the same time, they have a really nice kind of packaged setup and installation and templating configuration process. So I thought that was kind of a neat, a neat take on things. Well, that's kind of awesome, actually. Yeah. I like the fact that they can own it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, um, yeah, I was just listening to some the other day about an e-commerce store that, you know, their, their, uh, their SaaS vendor went away or whatever, or like it happens, it happened with Magento Go. So giving people the option, you know, to, which in theory that shouldn't have even been a problem with Magento Go, but um, but you know, giving people the, the option to own it, to own their own destiny. So that regardless, I mean, you know, even a company as big as Shopify, like they could disappear, like who knows, you know? Sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, and, and then you'd be totally like tanked if that happens. So being able to, to own your own destiny, I think is, is important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, you make, you make perfect sense there. I, I think, uh, I think this is the future of, of everything. <laughs> is Launchpad by Creativity. Launchpad, which actually sounds like a really great name for a um uh uh space elevator company. That this is true. Is Launchpad. This is true. Yeah. Josh, you may want to check you may want to think about that little pivot, little quick uh quick minor pivot, get into the space elevator business. <laughs> they they have the best uh background HTML5 video on their site. It's this rocket launch. Uh, so they, I mean, they already could, they could pivot that landing page quickly. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. All right. So you were getting ready. To okay. Keep, so lightning round. Lightning yeah. Round. So my computer froze, but somehow I'm still on Skype with you. So let's just keep going. So lightning round. All right. First question. If you could only install one extension, that's not mage mail. Haven't we answered this like 700 times? No, there's no way. Okay. Proceed. Have we? Proceed. I thought we've answered like the what's your favorite top five extensions. Oh, really? did we like do that? Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Okay. If you had, if you had to say, do not install any extension under any circumstance, what what extension would that be? Uh, the one, the one that pilfers your PayPal. <laughs> 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 we mentioned um, them at the top, so. I mean, it's hard to say under any circumstances because, you know, for example, there's, there's extensions that like don't do well for larger stores, you know, they're not optimized or whatever, but maybe for smaller stores, maybe they get the job done. All right. So you're, you're, you're going to really make this lightning round tough on me is what I'm hearing. I'm so, uh, I'm so bad. What's your, what's your, man? What's your, uh, in in an extension that you should never, ever install ever. Yeah. See, uh, I would say guy. I would say no no no. Uh, iTalk has an abandoned cart plugin that's uh, pretty notoriously bad. Okay. So I would say stay away from iTalk in general, but you know, specifically the abandoned cart. <laughs> the uh uh you know the pop-up thing that you hated? Yes. Um, that's through Bounce Exchange. You've you've heard of them, right? Oh my goodness! Was that really? That was from Bounce Exchange directly. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, there. They were. The, there's a little attribution link in the in the corner. Gotcha. Uh, for them, they're probably the most. I think they might have invented the whole exit intent uh, uh, modal 
Really? Uh, or, or at least when I first heard about it, it was through them. Through Bounce Exchange? Yeah. And uh, Okay. Well, don't install Bounce Exchange. Is that yours? And what do you mean? Is it mine? <laughs> <laughs> Is that your don't, don't install plugin? Oh, no. I was saying maybe that's yours because you, you hate that so much. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay, you fine. You hate that so <clears throat> passionately. You, I asked for one. I gave you two. There you go. Uh, lightning round question. Do you guys plan to, uh, promote your podcasts and any other streams? And um, I don't know what that means. We do. So. We do have a local stream a few miles east of, of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was planning on putting up some posters and, uh, maybe, nice. maybe sending some llamas out that way with some, some posters on them. Um, promoting the, well, we were talking about trying to promote it at imagine, yeah, um, yeah, we're working on that. We've got uh, some, trying to find a way things. to do it at Imagine. We don't know what we're going to do yet, but we'll find a way. Uh, I threw the audio um, of the show up on Stitcher. Oh, cool. So if, if you have the Stitcher app uh, for for like you know podcasts, uh, you can use Stitcher now to pull down the newest episodes of Mage Talk. Um, also, I put it up on SoundCloud, and we'll pretty we'll be uh, transitioning um, the site to run off of SoundCloud for embeds uh, pretty soon. And that'll make it a little bit easier, especially if you have a SoundCloud app, but it'll also make it nicer because we'll be able to play the episodes in a Twitter card. Um, oh, which slick. is, yeah, which is really smart because, you know, sometimes like you might see that uh, the new episode came out and you want to listen to it, but you know, you didn't want to click through for some reason. Although, although seriously, who's going to actually listen to more than like seven seconds within a Twitter card? We'll find out. <laughs> when I switch us over to SoundCloud. Only one way to find out. So did you get into the SoundCloud podcasting program? Because it's like invite yeah, only right now. it's invite now. only right now. No, I've... I've so we're just going to host the MP3s Yeah, we're hosting there. MP3s there for now, but we, you know, I've applied and we'll see if we hear back. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, somebody, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, somebody asked us uh, what our favorite type of chocolate is. Oh my goodness. Uh, this is like, less and less to do with anything that's relevant to anybody. Yeah. There was this really interesting uh, <laughs> episode on planet money about chocolate. Okay. Um, do you listen to planet money? I do. Okay. Did you hear the one about the chocolate? No, I did not. Maybe it was an, um, so <laughs> there was, uh, people are going to get so mad at us for going off topic. There was um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently in Ecuador or in South America in general, where all the chocolate grows there, like all the chocolate started to die. Right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so they had, they had to come up with this new uh, variant of chocolate that was, that grew better. I right? was stronger, more resistant to this crazy disease. Right. Right. So it was called like CH 27 or something. And it had some numeric name. And but the problem was that, that when the chocolate companies tasted it, they said it tasted horrible, like it didn't taste right. Um, but then what ended up happening is that when consumers actually tasted it, they added all the sugar in and everything else. Yeah. Nobody, nobody knew, nobody cared. So, so now you've you know for the past couple of years you've been eating this new variant, which chocolate experts will tell you tastes like horrible compared to like real chocolate. Um, <laughs> but you probably didn't even notice that, right? <laughs> So your favorite kind of chocolate is the non-genetically yes. modified chocolate. Yes. Where do you find that chocolate? You can find it at retailers near you. CH27 <laughs> chocolate.com. Including, including Woolworths and eBay, <laughs> Best Buy. <laughs> nice. What about right. you? What's your favorite kind of chocolate? I I really don't eat a lot of chocolate, but my wife might make me say Cadbury's. Okay. Uh, because she's uh, she's from South Africa and uh, she, South Africa, yeah, South Africa, South Africa. She hates uh, she hates uh, uh, American chocolate, like Hershey's. Okay, kind of an interesting thing too. Like what happened recently, um, I saw a few expats, um, like uh, UK ex- expats here in the states, that were pining because uh, of the whole import restriction on chocolates. Um, which happened not too long ago. It's kind of a bummer. Um, I don't know if that means that you can't buy chocolate online or if it can't be brought into the States at all, but I guess Cadbury is not going to be sending chocolate into the United States anymore. And we usually get that at like a specialty store. Okay. Kind of a bummer, Uh, but that would be her favorite. So I guess, you know, 
ipso facto, it's now become my favorite. Okay, cool. That is um, the worst lightning round ever. <laughs> um, brought to you Did by I... Mage Mail. <laughs> brought to you by Mage Hero. Um, which is continuing to pick up traffic, by the is way. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's if if things keep going this way, I think in in a few months it'll have some serious traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I really liked your uh, attempt at the beginning in Mage Hero to do something charitable with it. Right. Do you have any thoughts about doing that again in the future? Um, you mean when? Uh, you mean wh- which one? Do you mean when I linked to the um, Kiva? Yes. Thing? Um, yeah, I mean, well, uh, so, I mean, that was like, I, I guess, um, I'd like to, I'm, I'm continuing to do that. Actually. I, I, we, we sponsored, uh, one, one person. It's actually, it's cool. They, they started to repay their microloan. And so we're going to be able to take that, take those repayments and put them in and, and, uh, fund somebody else's microloan. So that's pretty wow, cool. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'll probably add a link to to various you know things um, at for, at the site header or whatever. But I was also thinking that it would be cool to like like what what I'd like to do somehow make sure is is to kind of filter uh, traffic back to the community, right? Which I guess is basically what it does because people link to their blog posts or you know if they're looking for work then. Um, you know, people, they get leads and stuff. So I, if there's, it'd be cool to like, my goal is to somehow the value that's generated to have that kind of go back to the community type. Right. Right. Yep. So I think that's kind of happening for the most part now, but, um, maybe, yeah, maybe there's other interesting models that, you know, yeah. Could check out. Absolutely. Um, there was, um, there was this post that you, you had mentioned uh, making, or no, I don't know if you mentioned this. Um, there was on, it was on Mage Hero, but making Magento slightly more accessible. Yeah. So uh, one of the, um, uh, one of the, I don't know, best front end developers I've ever met in my life. Um, he's uh, like our senior front end uh, engineer at something digital. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Nadav Spiegelberg. Spiegelman, Spiegelman, <laughs> he's going to kill me now. Um, he, uh, he, he wrote on his blog, uh, we're doing a lot of uh, Magento uh, work with accessibility. Um, and he's really the person that should get into it. But it's a fantastic read on what actually is required to make a site accessible mm-hmm. and how Magento out of the box has a lot of fundamental issues with um, the uh, ADA compliance uh, for uh, certain levels of compliance for accessibility. Mm-hmm. And if you're working with companies of a certain size um, that have, you know, uh, government mandated restrictions on employing people with disabilities or in servicing people, um, just like you would have building codes, it's starting to apply to online business as well um, to make things accessible to people with uh, impairments. And whether that's visual impairment, like things like that you would never think of, like contrast between you know, color contrast and websites and that sort of thing, but even screen reader accessibility for uh, people that are uh, hard of uh, uh, hard to see what's <laughs> not blind. <laughs> oh gosh. Words escape me. Um, uh, people I don't want to say hard, hard time, of sight. Hard time seeing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people that have a hard time like, seeing like, like partially blind. Yeah. Whatever. People that are partially blind, people that can still see, but um, they still use uh, you know, screen reader for assistance. And then I guess there's a whole, you know, there's a whole uh, other set of people that, you know, use screen reader software almost exclusively. Right. Um, apparently, the iPhone and mobile devices have been sort of a godsend for people with uh, disabilities in this way because so much of it's voice controlled. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are using the screen reader functionalities even in their iPhones mm-hmm. and 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 really kind of getting accessibility working um in in like logical ways uh, there in Magento is also a little bit of a, a hurdle as well. So great read uh, from Nadav and we'll link it up in the show notes. You really should check it out. And this guy, I've never met anybody like him. He really knows his stuff. Um, nice. Yeah. I was, I was reading the post and then I saw like something digital. I was like, Oh or no, no, no. I saw the link to Mark echo. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, cool. This, this uh, feels homie. <laughs> yeah. This guy's awesome. Um, uh, very, very cool. And I think, you know, what makes him really special is uh, accessibility was one of his um, 
his passions or it was like his like little passion project before he ever started doing magenta work. Um, and so it's really cool that some of that lines up with uh, the e-commerce work that we're doing. Really nice. Absolutely. Oh, I have to mention uh, something, which is um, uh, a site called Linify, L-I-N-I-F-I-L-I-N-I-F-Y.com. Is that like Ling's Cars? No, no, no. <laughs> go ahead and go check it out. Which it's 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 a surprisingly good domain name. I'm surprised he was able to get it. So, um, so this is by Jay Alkaki, who uh, was was the founder of Sweet Tooth, um, Sweet Tooth Rewards, uh, uh, Magento loyalty program extension, and he's he's moved on to some other things. Um, but so anyway, this is a neat extension. It allows you to monitor uh, reviews and stuff like that in uh, Magento Connect. Uh, your favorite, oh. your favorite subject. Yeah. My least favorite um, subject. Your least favorite subject. So it just allows you to like get email note because they don't send email notifications all the time when there's reviews right. posted. And right. then also it ties in uh, some analytics so that you can see, uh, you can see some analytics on, on your, on your Magento connect page and tie in Google analytics and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I want to mention that. And he also started working on a new extension called mage credit which is a store credit huh. extension. Wow. Um, yeah. That's really well, uh, sorely needed. Is it? Yeah. It's, you know, I didn't really, I didn't realize it. Like it seemed like the kind of thing that like, Oh, it's already an enterprise, you know, or whatever, or these, there's other extensions out there. Um, but, but I've, I've heard a couple people already respond to it and be like, Oh man, this is like hugely needed. Yeah, it really um, is. Because I guess if you're if you're not an enterprise, the other options out there aren't aren't great. Is that kind of the issue? That's part of the issue. The other the other part is not having total tie in to the whole system. Like a lot of the 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 systems that are out there uh, really only allow you to do things with store credit that you know are in the normal checkout flow. Right. Whereas you might want to do things with store credit, like can you know if a customer service person was to place an order for you in the admin panel. Can they apply your store credit to right. the order? Right. Um, you know, if I get a refund to store credit, is there, you know, right. a, is there some sort of a, a way, like from an accounting point of view, you know, that money stays on the books. That's, that's, that's an accounting issue. And so that has to be, there has to be reporting tied to it and all that, right. all that kind of stuff. And, right. and uh, so most of the things achieve the functionality of store credit, but not the full business use of store credit. Right, um, right. So to have a fully fleshed out approach would be super nice. 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 For CE, obviously. I mean, enterprise has it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, um, I wanted to mention those. And uh, yeah. Um, what else? How are we doing? How are we doing? <laughs> how are we looking on time? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Um, I think we should uh, we should do one more thing and then let's shut her down. Shut her down, wrap her up, put her to bed. Wrap wrap her up, put her to bed. That's not a that's not a thing to say. <laughs> put a bow on her and and uh and put her to bed and uh and uh <laughs> <laughs> and wake her up in the morning, tell her it's time for work. <laughs> I'm like, I have no, no idea where you're going with this. <laughs> I've been listening to these, I've been watching these uh shows on netflix like there's this one uh where these like it's called filthy riches and it's 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 totally like kid friendly and stuff it's like these people that work in like these sort of like crazy jobs like like getting worms or like collecting worms or like um co- or collecting this is, this is worms, a real thing maybe <laughs> like <laughs> and, and it's like super lucrative like they'll make like a lot of money um, doing these like kind of dirty jobs or whatever. That's what the, the show calls them, dirty jobs. And uh, so anyway, the narrator just has this total like cowboy voice. So I have it in, I have it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Put her to bed. <laughs> Turn the lights <laughs> out. I don't know. This uh, is going into a creepy place. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little scared of it now. What were you going to say already, man? I'm, wait, uh, I'm waiting for you to uh, <laughs> do that one last thing that you were going to do. Uh, no, I, I, I was kind of opening it up for you to do another mage hero post, but let's, uh, let's, let's, let's quit while we're ahead. <laughs> Sounds like we're in a good spot now. <laughs> Sounds like we can put her to bed. Now. Let's put her to bed. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to mage talk. Uh, you should check us out 
online. We're Mage Talk at a bunch of places. Uh, tweet us at, at Mage Talk. Uh, go to MageTalk.com. You can listen there. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review, and uh, we would we'd really like you to do that. And um, I, we, we promised a little while ago the first 10 people to leave us a five-star review. We'll get some Mage Talk swag when it comes out. Uh, so kind of keep Although- that... Although if you're if you're a horrible person that has uh, no taste and uh, <laughs> and you're stupid and fat, and you, then then, and lazy, then, don't, then don't then don't give us and a you review. like stupid stuff. Don't 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 leave us a review. But everybody yeah. else, you should leave <laughs> us a five star review. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. That helps us a lot. Um, also, um, you know, you can also subscribe through RSS. Both of those things are available at MageTalk.com. Check out our sponsors. Uh, Logic Broker still giving away T-shirts. Um, so Logic Broker, if you tweet them. And uh, include the hashtag first fifty. The first fifty people that tweet them uh, that are Mage Talk listeners uh, will get a free T-shirt in the mail. Uh, so tweet them and make sure to check them out and follow them on Twitter as well. Um, that sounds like they're always uh, promoting some cool Mage Talk stuff. Uh, they like us a whole lot. And uh, check out our other sponsors too. Um, check out Sanasi Hosting. Sanasi is amazing, and we like them a lot. And uh, they're great Magento optimized hosting. And uh, we like that they like us, and they like to give us money. Uh, thanks for <laughs> listening to Mage Talk, and um, and uh, also, uh, oh what, oh I forgot <laughs> Mage Mail. Go subscribe to Mage Mail. Uh, it's a free no risk trial. Sign up today. Mage they li- they like to give us money too. Yeah, the Mage Mail likes to give us money. Uh, um, in in that, uh, you know, Kalen's a very high priced person. Like his his time is very valuable. Yeah. Um, this is this is like a two thousand dollar consulting hour. It really that, is that I'm this, that I'm donating to the site. So. This is like when you go to uh, one of those uh, those big <laughs> dev firms and they're like, and our CEO is going to weigh in, and his his fee is like six thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> right. And you're like, I think we can get by without the CEO's input. I, <laughs> I can we take good. that out? Let's see. Yeah, let's scratch that. Let's. Pull How about that we just pull him off this this thing, right? <laughs> or her? You know. Um, anyway. So All yeah, right. Appreciate it. See you guys next Thanks week. Thanks for listening. Go Thanks build some listening. cool stuff. The Curious Case of the Phantom Navigation Decorator.